0: Well, welcome to Moment with Mickey and Retail Level Up. And today we have a special guest, Lynn Whitbeck. Lynn is the founder and CEO of Petite to Queen and Future Forward Sales. She helps the world by providing sales and leadership training programs to achieve more, faster. Lynn is the catalyst for businesses to turn their sales teams into revenue generating champions. Lynn is also the co-author of a highly regarded book, Practical Wisdoms at Work. Well, welcome, Lynn.
1: Hey, Mickey, I'm so excited to be here with you today.
0: Well, we are very excited to have you. I am looking forward to hearing all the tips and the wisdoms that you can share with us because, boy, the retail industry has certainly been going through some challenges even before 2020.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, some people call it a retail apocalypse.
0: Ah, Yeah. I hate that, that bad bad news, you know, if it bleeds. (laughs) Yeah, that
1: negative, that negativity, right?
0: Yes. Yes. We need to get over that. So please give our audience a, a brief recap of your background leading up to what you're currently doing.
1: Yeah, Mickey, that's wonderful. Yeah, I have been in professional sales for most of my career. It enabled me to climb the corporate ladder, um, eventually leading to uh, C-suite positions. Uh, But within that world, um, I was flying literally all over the world, closing multimillion dollar um, global deals. And that was an amazing experience. And uh, I came to a moment of transition in my life. And I had been working at a startup that was going to fail. You know, I could see that writing on the wall. Mm And my husband was also diagnosed with terminal cancer, mm-hmm. and so it really helped me sort of with those catalysts reframe what I wanted to do moving forward.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: so that you know really created this vision for me to create Petit Queen, and that's uh sole purpose was really to help lift. Uh, people who are entering the workforce, who've been in the workforce for a while uh, and learn the things that they don't teach you (laughs) that you have to learn on the job so that you stumble and you make mistakes. Uh, Some of them cringe worthy. And it's like, why, why, you know, let's help them give everybody a a hand up so that you can get through that and really, really empower themselves to boost their career uh, by learning these skills, Mm. these power skills that, uh, aren't just like I said, they're, it's on the job, unless you have like a resource like we were providing. So that was my purpose around that. And at the same time, I was continuing to do the sales consulting. And we were managing all of that um, as our income generator. And I finally went, well, wait a minute, <laughs> sort of like this year, I should really be putting this out there as a a separate site, which is what we did with Future Forward Sales, so that we had a way for people to, you know, find a home there uh, to look for our sales program. And uh, it's just been an amazing uh, sort of evolution uh, to add that um, because we've always been doing it. It's just been running in the background. So instead really put uh, a face on that uh, for the world.
0: Wonderful. Thank you. So as I I mentioned earlier, our Retail Level Up audience has been experiencing a great deal of change in the retail industry over the past several years. but um, And it just escalated to the boiling point this year in 2020 um, with the global pandemic. Um, But at Retail Level Up, we've been speaking with several entrepreneurs who have pushed through The challenging times in the retail industry and are experiencing actually good sales and they're thriving. So one of the topics that I feel you could really be of great help with our audience is how to break free of that negativity and the naysayers.
1: Yeah, I mean, that is really an important thing. And, And the first thing you have to really start with is that all of us have just naturally forming Uh, Spontaneous negative thoughts and mental chatter. It's almost like a piece of survival, right? Mm. And they are mostly negative. And so, one of the things that we have to do is first ask ourselves, you know, what's the driver? You know, why do I feel this way? And then, how can I replace those negative thoughts with positive thinking? And so, I have a technique that I use and it's called pause, frame, and affirm. And this really helps you in those situations. First, what's that negative thought, you know, recognize it, pause, you know, really uh, identify the source and the context, and then you're going to frame or reframe that thought. And then you do that with an affirmation. So one of the things that I found myself doing is that I would get up in the morning and I would say, Oh, I've got so much I have to do today. So, Right there, I just framed my day with a negative. Mm -hmm. So instead, I recognized I was doing that, and I changed that. I sort of took that moment to, okay, how can I turn that into a positive? And instead now, and I do this every day I wake up, and I say, there are so many things I get to do today. Mm -hmm. And I've reframed my whole day. I've started it on a positive. Affirmations are incredibly powerful and we can use them in our lives. And I cycle through um, a few every month. And if you say them first thing out loud in the morning, you're retraining your brain and you're going to do that every day. And usually within 20 to 30 days, you've absorbed that and you've reframed your thinking and you can move on to the next item. So you can use this in situations where you're with another person and they're being really negative. Um, so that you can sort of pause, um, you know, and then reframe and help with an affirmation. So because sometimes people just sort of need to unload or they need to be heard and that you can help them process that if they're constantly negative, then you're going to want to use that process so that you can then disengage. Mm
0: -hmm. And,
1: those are things that can be really powerful as you walk through, you know, dealing with your own negativity or these naturally forming negative thoughts, these automatic thoughts, and then also how you can work with people who are, uh, you're around who are being negative.
0: Mm, excellent. I love that. I love the, the simple tips and things that are easy to remember. So pause, frame, and affirm.
1: Pause, frame, and affirm.
0: Great, thank you. So along the same lines to this negativity and the naysayer, that little voice in our brain that keeps popping up is imposter syndrome. And how does that hold us back? And how do we, how do we overcome it? Yeah,
1: so imposter syndrome is a pattern of thinking. And it's where you think you're not good enough, you're not smart enough, or maybe you're not worthy enough and they are truly self-imposed barriers and people just they don't see us the same way as we might see ourselves and it's one of the things that you really need to recognize you know that you have it you know and if you are having these kind of negative thoughts if you can track your automatic thoughts that you have every day for about 5 days and then look for patterns and see if that comes up. And then you know that this is something that you need to address. Okay. Some people just have self-doubt. Um, I mean, I, I, I have self-doubt, you know,
0: <laughs> <Me too. laughs> most
1: people do, but there's that, that other more intense level. And that's where you literally don't believe that you deserve a seat at the table. Mm. That's imposter syndrome. I've never felt that way. I've always felt that I deserve a seat at the table. So for me, when it manifests, it's self-doubt. So that's one of the things that you can tell, you know, right there, if it's manifesting as something a little bit deeper that you need to address. And we have something that we call the inspire method. And that's also a really simple tool that you can go through. We actually offer a course uh, on how to address and overcome imposter syndrome. Um, It's going to be on sale over Black Friday for like $12.99. So it's like, I mean, you know, we're talking two lattes, right? Two pumpkin spice venti lattes. (laughs) We'll cover it. And um, it's a a great course to walk you through this process. But it's really that I is about feeling that you're imperfect. And perfectionism is is something that we all uh, certainly I know I've had to uh, challenge, but it's right there in imposter syndrome, it's very prevalent. Um, The other thing is new focus, you know, so how do I recognize my own accomplishments, so I can break these barriers, and bust through, right. Mm -hmm. Um, And one of those ways is with S. you know, to really focus on your strengths and opportunities. And the part of that, I'm going to keep going through my little acronym here. It's positive learning. And that's what I just talked about reframing, you know, and I is ignoring social media traps. Oh my goodness. Uh, too many of us get sort of into that mode. And so we walk through how you can do that. And that really helps you once again, break through with the imposter syndrome and stop comparing your life to somebody else's, you know, uh highlight reel. Okay. Right. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. uh, the the last two things uh, for the inspire method is recognizing constructive criticism. That's our R. That's really important to not take it as a personal attack, but instead recognize it that somebody's trying to help you and they want you to rise and be your best self. So taking that in and, and looking at that, reframing it in a different way, and then um, really the champion of uh, embracing your achievements. Uh, so that you can overcome imposter syndrome.
0: Mm. Good, because I know that that is a common, common problem that a lot of people have. So good tips. Thank you. (laughs) So what would you say are the three most important skills that we need to learn so that we can have the career that we truly want?
1: Wow. That's a lot to unpack. And, and I will say that, um, On our podcast, we've been covering a performance power skills series. Now that's 11 skills, but I've picked out and highlighted three that I feel are so important for us right now with what we're going through this year. And that is the wrap. It's a wrap. It's resilience, agility, and problem solving. Mm -hmm. And all of these skills can be learned. And that's one of the great things. If you tune into our podcast episodes, we actually go through how you can learn these skills and then uh, how you can apply them, how you can hone them. Because every skill, whether it's learning how to cook an omelet or learning how to manage up, um, all of these are skills that you can learn. So resilience, agility, and problem solving. And those are really the I think those are cornerstone careers for every career.
0: Okay. So you, you just mentioned a phrase here that I want to explore a little bit more. What do you mean when you say we need to learn how to manage up?
1: (laughs) So uh, managing up is really sort of that secret to boosting your career. Hmm. And so it is how you can effectively uh, uh, work with your manager And there are seven habits to to manage up like a pro. So that means first is taking on responsibility and heavy lifting. And that means that you hold accountability uh, within your own circle of work. And heavy lifting is where instead of uh, you first look to see if you can solve or find the answers, right? Solve the problem or find the answers. And there's a lot of ways that we can do that. And if you're still not sure, then you can, when you ask, you can say, well, this is what I, th- I think is the correct answer, but I want to confirm that. And that lets uh, your manager just give you a yes or a no, or point you in the right direction mm-hmm. so that you're not bothering them um, with things that that you don't, you shouldn't be bothering with them. You're doing the heavy lifting, and you're looking for those answers. And then if you need to confirm, you do that. Um, and that's also taking that responsibility within your own circle of work. Mm-hmm. Uh, another thing that's so important when you're managing up is your awareness and perception. So what that means is that you need to understand the influences of your manager. You know their leadership style, who they report to, and who has uh, their ear. So. <laughs> <laughs> because your boss has completely different in some cases completely different priorities and they, and they also have information that you're not privy to so i know this because i live this as an executive and that is really important that you shift your perception to the managers so that when you go to to uh, interact with them and you talk with them that you've got that in mind mm-hmm. and when we get to that interaction it's so important to be respectful. I mean, it is in every interaction that we have. Everyone should be treated with respect and dignity, everyone. (laughs) But with your manager, you need to come at this as an appreciation of their authority Mm -hmm. and the hierarchy within the organization. Uh, So that's an important thing to consider when you're managing up. Uh, Another thing is timing, So I've got a great idea and I want to share that. Well, you need to pick your spot. Okay. So one of the things that I've done is often with the manager, and I know that they're really busy, but I would say, you know, I know you're busy, but I would like two minutes to show you how we can save 10 hours to reduce resources on this project. You know what? Good managers, they want to hear that idea. And even if they're busy, they're going to carve out the time. And when you do that, you need to come at them by pitching them value. Okay. You need to think like your boss. Mm -hmm. So how does your idea benefit them? So they can. So in this case, so they can save resources, so they can save man hours. Um, All of that is really important. So you, you bring facts and data. Okay. You want to make a business case. And you're going to back up that idea with the data and the benefits for your team, for the department and the company. Hmm. And then finally, when you're managing up, there is so much that goes into nonverbal communication. 93% of our communication is nonverbal. So that means your tone, your manner, your words, your body language can all make or break your success. So right now, I want everybody, you know roll your shoulders, sit up straight, roll your shoulders back, look them in the eye. okay? And then you want to get brief and to the point and show them that you respect their time. Your attitude and your approach, it creates an impression in your manager's mind. So those are my tips on how to manage up.
0: Those are wonderful. And having been a manager myself, I would love that employee. They would be awesome.
1: <laughs> well, that's one reason I think I just kept climbing all, you know really pretty rapidly. So
0: <laughs> You knew the inside secrets.
1: I just, I think it just came from my core value set of treating everyone with dignity and respect from the custodian to the receptionist to the CEO of the company. Mm -hmm. And also that I was driven to help others and to provide value. So, but, you know, I was asked at one point uh, later in my career to sort of identify these traits and how other people could learn this. And uh, (laughs) I think, I put a lot of thought into like, okay, well, how do you do that? (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, great tips. So how does someone network with confidence, especially in today's reality of social distancing and in light of the global pandemic, what what are your tips to our audience in how to go about networking in this new reality?
1: Yeah, so first I'm going to start with you have to have worthy intent. Okay. And so you might go, okay, what did I mean by that? Um, Where the intent is demonstrating sincere interest, you know, and then that discovery of exploring commonalities and actively listening because it's about them. Um, You know, they're a person. And I've already said that you need to always be giving value. um, And then through that um, finding common, common ground. So right now today, you've got some powerful tools that you can use. Hmm. LinkedIn, of course, being one of them and your voice. Okay. Um, on LinkedIn, you can leave voice mail messages, you know, and your, your message. And that is, that means that like, it's a real person. It's not a robot, a robot, uh, you know, sales navigator email. Hmm. (laughs) I really be a real person. Okay. Uh, and and give value. Don't ask them for something when they don't even know you. Okay. Do not go into some kind of cold call, hard pitch that you just took that lead and you just spit it away. Okay. Mm -hmm. Don't do that. (laughs) Instead, you want to lead with value and genuine interest in who they are and making that connection. Because maybe if they're not, a connection for a sales lead. They will be a connection for a relationship that you can build with them. And all of these little spiders and these, they they all come back and mm. you're basically creating this really wonderful web of karma. So another thing besides the LinkedIn messaging, you can also use personal videos. Uh, like uh, you can use BombBomb or Loom to create personal videos that you can then send as a message in LinkedIn. That's a really, once again, because you're showing yourself as a person and it's like a 30 second to 60 second message for them. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can do things that, like I said, you can um, on the groups, you know, instead of selfless, you know, just shell. (laughs) Okay. You want to be selfless. Okay. Okay. I got the words out. (laughs) (laughs) I'm thinking too fast. (laughs) Um, And you want to give that value, answer questions and uh, help people out. Um, That once again, that's delivering your worthy intent. And those things come back, people come back and they look at, and they'll ask you, I do this. um, I've been on LinkedIn lives and I'm giving like we are right now, Mickey giving value and people come out and they ask me to connect and they can ask me questions and I answer them, Mm -hmm. you know, because that's when we help one another out, if we did that without being selfish. Uh, just imagine what the world could be.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Making it the world better one interaction at a time.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Love it. So many members of the retail level up audience uh, work face to face with customers on a daily basis. And sometimes, especially right now, the emotions can run a little high. What tips do you have to how to deal with uncomfortable situations with poise and with grace?
1: Yeah. So depending on the situation, the the one thing that you need to sort of think about and and frame in your mind is that this is a point where your customer is the most insecure and you need to perform emotional repair. Hmm. Uh, So the first thing is to stop explaining and listen and, and lean in and dramatically listen. And if you're, if you're not quite sure about something, say, can you tell me more, you know, help me understand because that's allowing them to perform emotional repair because you're listening to them because Mm -hmm. it's all about them. It's all about the customer. And when you do that, you are showing how you value them as a customer, as a person. And Mm -hmm. when you do that, you can then make it right. Okay. Cause sometimes people just sort of, and you'll find that they're going to calm down. And they're going to start to lean in as well because they've got somebody who's listening to them who gives a dang (laughs) and, and then they can, they'll start, you know, going through that emotional repair and then you can make it right. Um, So depending on what the situation is, I mean, (laughs) mean, that's a pretty broad range, Mickey,
0: but (laughs) yeah, but no, that, that, that is really a great tip to, to pause and to show the customer that you are listening, you hear them, and you want to help them find a solution.
1: Absolutely.
0: Rather than what you just said, stop explaining.
1: Yes. Yes. (laughs)
0: Yeah. So at Retail Level Up, we work with our clients to help them build leadership skills, often when they don't necessarily have a, a title that's recognized as part of a leadership team. So basically... We're, we're helping them learn that they don't need a title to be a leader.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: What are your tips to our audience on how to become recognized for their leadership skills, even before they may hold that title?
1: Yeah. So, and, and that's a great question. So I already gave you tips on managing up. Um, that is really crucial uh, to being recognized for a leader. Um, a key component of that is a heavy lifting, which I talked about. Um, where you really take on that responsibility and you look for solutions. Now that doesn't mean that you just go out and around your manager or at all, but it does mean that you look for a way to resolve something before you escalate it to them. Another thing is to use that those, a lot of the things I've been talking about and think to speak.
0: Mm. So
1: that's that powerful pause. Um, And whether it's with a customer, whether it's with a manager, whether it's in a situation is to take that moment to sort of gather yourself and then you can help sort of, you know, unpack it and what needs to happen? What do I need to do? And sometimes it is just listening and uh, letting someone, you know, do that emotional repair we talked about. Sometimes it's looking at, okay, this just happened. So what does that mean? Um, how can I mitigate this in sort of starting to run through different scenarios and then, you know, rapidly assessing what's the best one to follow. So taking that moment to think, to speak, mm-hmm. those would be my uh, top, my top suggestions.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that sometimes people have the misunderstanding that when you become a leader or you want to be recognized as a leader, that you have suddenly the answer to everything. Yeah. <laughs> and that when someone asks a question, you should be able to respond immediately when quite often the best leaders are the ones that ask a question back.
1: Yep. Tell me more, help Mm -hmm. me understand. Mm -hmm. Right. And then how is this going to impact um, our, you know, our, you know, new promotion? I mean, whatever it is, you know, you know, how can we mitigate this? You start asking questions. What ideas do you have? Yes, um, there's just a whole litany um, and it depends on the situation, but definitely being a manager does not mean, or a leader doesn't mean that you have all the answers. It means that you surround yourself with really strong people who can help you find the right answers and that you're li- listening to this diversity of opinion so that you can shift your own paradigm so that you can see what's beyond and, and look at different alternate alternatives And that helps you make the best decision.
0: Mm. Very good. So Lynn, any final tips or maybe your favorite do's or don'ts for anyone in the business world?
1: Oh my goodness. Um, You know, share your enthusiasm and your passion. Okay. (laughs) Just um, be your genuine, authentic self. And, I guess the last thing is just really be open to learning, unlearning, and relearning, because we live in a rapidly changing world. And heck, you know, LinkedIn didn't exist when I started in sales, mm-hmm. <laughs> so you know that dates me right as uh, uh, back to when the dino the dinosaurs roamed the earth. But no. <laughs> you're, you're we're constantly in that process mm-hmm. and. And you have a choice, you have the power to choose, and the responsibility to choose. And that means that you have the ability to choose a new path, and to unlearn and relearn something new.
0: Mm -hmm. So that goes right back to your original uh, rap, resiliency, (laughs) adaptability, agility,
1: agility agility. and problem solving. Yeah, agility is all about being able to pivot, right? Mm -hmm. And resilience means that we pick ourselves up, we dust ourselves off and we just, and we, we, we take another run at it and mm-hmm. what did we learn and how can we use that to create more power, uh, to stand in that power so that we can move forward.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Now, if our audience would like to learn more about the services that you offer, they can find information on your website, which is petite 2 and futureforwardsales.com. And then tell us where your podcast is and how they would find that.
1: Yeah, so our podcast is called Claim Your Career Crown and it's listed anywhere uh, you get your podcasts, (laughs) whether it's uh, Apple, Pandora, Spotify, you name it, (laughs) it's out there. And uh, we also have, we're just getting ready to start a new podcast for Future Forward Sales, Uh, but that's in the works right now.
0: Okay, all right. Well, thank you so much, Lynn. We just learned a ton of great information. And I know our audience is going to take away some big to do's in helping manage and and develop their own careers. So thank you.
1: Oh, thank you, Mickey. It was such a pleasure to be here. I'm so excited that we were able to do this today.
0: Me too. (laughs) Bye.
1: Bye.